Hello. Welcome to Mind Body Stuff. I'm Kaylee. This is Bernice. This is Kaylee. Sorry. This is Bernice. Bernice. Why did you why is that? Because I said I'm Kaylee. You are Kaylee. And then you said this is Bernice. I don't know. We always just do it the same. See, this is why this is why they're encouraging us to do a recording. We sound like amateurs. No, this is the best part. It's live, folks. Live from the ULA studio. Live from the back office of the ULA studio. Oh, we should turn the heater off, actually. Uh-oh. Should we? Okay. No, now it's going to make a noise when you do it. No, it won't. It just makes a beeping noise. Everyone just listen. How just listen for this beep. This How is... Whoa. Now the heater's off. Heater's you off. guys, this is our third... Snowiest and third coldest February on record. Oh my gosh, it's so snowy. My husband's gone, and I'm like, how will I shovel my driveway? Like, there's so much snow. Like, when I'm shoveling, there's no place to put the extra snow. No, there's so much snow. Like, I jam it up, and it's like five feet higher. Well, I... It snowed even overnight. Oh, it snowed I didn't overnight. even know it was supposed to snow in the middle of the night. And then I woke up and I'm like, I thought you shuffled the back patio yesterday. And then I'm like, oh, it just snowed more. It snowed it's just, more. It, like, it, inches. Oh, yeah. Which seems kind of inches. insignificant now because we've had like a... Du- I'm like, oh, oh like feet. we just had a light dusting of four inches. Oh, and I'm on my way to school. So we had school off the day before. Yeah. But today, of course, they're like, no, you're fine. You yeah, can go you to can school. go to school. And I'm driving down with my kid to school. And of course, there's an accident. Right off of my, our main road. Yes. So then we all turn to go to the secondary road. Yeah. And the school bus gets stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And this is why, folks, when there's five feet of snow, <laughs> it is okay to cancel school. Because we're all, they're making all of us parents and the yeah. school buses. Yeah. Drive around. Risk your lives. Yes, we're risking our lives out there driving around in the snowstorm. Like, I've got to get to school. I don't want to tardy. <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope they're not issuing tardies. Well, morning. they do sometimes. His school is kind of strict, so I sent an email on my way. Oh, good. Yeah, I was oh, like, I'm oh, oh. stuck behind a bus. Oh, you sent your email on the way. Got it. Yeah. I thought you were going to send an email saying that they shouldn't give tardies, which almost leads us into our podcast topic. Yes. In what way? Anger. Oh. Oh, come on. So she didn't she didn't bite. I looked at her like this is what we're talking about. It was good this that is what we're talking good. about. But I was more on a specific issue. Yeah, but I think it's unfortunate that they would issue tardies for a child who's late for school knowing that there's a ton of snow outside. A ton of snow. And maybe they didn't. I mean, I, I apologize if anyone from his school well, is see, listening. see that it doesn't even matter because that would have just been our segue into the topic. Right, exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> But I was thinking for the segue, because we were thinking about what to do for this topic. Yes. And for this Got it. Podcast. I know where you're going. And Got so it. I was thinking, and I walked outside the studio the other day through the studio, yes. and Kaylee had this amazing, wonderful idea for the month of February, which at first I thought was like, that's kind of a dumb idea. Well, it was actually January, I think. No, it was February. All the was month it of just, February. I thought this was our second month of having it out there. We had it during our teacher training, which was in January. Did it's two we? Two months now. Oh, mm-hmm. no. It's been there forever. Well, I almost pulled it at the end of January, but then I was like, I don't think we're done yet. It was. It I was good. I don't think we're done here because those buckets keep getting fuller Well, and fuller. we didn't tell you what they were. It's a fuck it bucket. Hello. Fuck it bucket. We're going to have to put that E label on now. Julie, can you figure that out? <laughs> and the other one was the gratitude Jar. Fuck it, bucket, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude jar. Gratitude jar. Um, 
And she had little slips of paper and you had a pen and people at first, I'm like, no one's going to write anything because the jars are, are glass. You can see in them. I'm like, no one's going to write stuff there. You know what? Those jars are are full, full. jam packed full bucket, bucket and gratitude jar. Yes. Full. Yeah. And I just thought when I walked by that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing thing. We have to talk about this. Well, it is cool. And the kind of the, the premise behind, I I can't remember what I was going through personally. I'm sure you guys heard about it somewhere, (laughs) (laughs) but I just need, I needed a, I needed a place. And I was thinking about how cool it is with Ula that we have the ability to kind of dance through our stuff, or we also have the ability to kind of generate these good feelings and, and Sometimes when I'm dancing, I just get flooded with gratitude or I get flooded with feel good, whatever it is. And sometimes I I also get kind of this feeling of like, whoa, I didn't know I needed to get that out of me. And that's kind of that's kind of the thought of these buckets, too. And on the the um, wall right behind it, it says ritualize your release. So kind of just, again, adding more meaning to the movement. What is your intention walking into this space, tying it into our last week's podcast of maybe not an expectation for how you want this class to go, but is there just an intention? Is there something you need to let go of? Is there something you need to say fuck it to? Or do you, do you, does this class bring out feelings of gratitude or do you want to cultivate these feelings of gratitude through the dance? Mm -hmm. I love that. And, And then after the dance, because sometimes some of us just come in and we're just, I'm like, I don't know. For sure. I'm just happy Absolutely. to be here. I'm happy I made it here today in one piece. And then Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. And then you see people after class run over there too. Because of course, just like you said, you have those moments in yeah. class where you're like, I had no idea that I needed to release that. For sure. That that was even a burden to me. Yeah. Which I find fascinating that it's because I'm so cerebral sometimes that Uh it's like, Oh, of course you have to sort of get the body moving to the body and the brain, the Mm -hmm. mind and the body. And then sometimes you have these releases just through this movement Mm -hmm. that makes you realize I did not realize I was carrying that burden or I did not realize I needed to be really thankful for Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when we were, we were brainstorming this podcast and how we wanted it to, to roll out, we're like, well, maybe we should read them. Maybe we should read them. Just maybe that would help us figure out what to say on this podcast. Cause B's like, well, let's talk about the jars. And I was like, okay, yeah, but what about the jars? And I was like, maybe we should read them. So we brought the, we brought the vases. They're clear vases. Actually, they're vases. They're, va- they're flower vases. <laughs> mommy would approve. Mommy. Thank you, mommy, for the vases. They're lovely. <laughs> um, Brought the, brought the vases back and we just kind of had them sitting on our desk and we just were kind of looking at it. Yeah. And I think both of us were afraid to like actually like pull any, I don't know. It just, it felt like the wrong thing to do actually. So we're trying to figure out what to do with all these, with all these pieces of paper, but we decided reading them was not the answer. No. So we're still trying to figure out what to do with them. Yeah. I think we have some good ideas. There'll be surprises. Yeah. We're, we're trying to figure it out in a way that both honors what the people wrote and also kind of, um, keeps the, um, what's the word, the sacredness Mm -hmm. of them as well. And I don't know if reading them is, I don't know if it's our job to read them. No, I don't. Yeah. We had them on the desk. We were kind of working and they were just the vases, the vases, vases, vases. Okay. Fancy pants. Were there. The vases. The vases were there, <laughs> full of paper and writing, written things upon them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I went to pick one up and then I looked at Kaylee and I'm like, 
I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Because she had already said, you know, oh, you, you know, I don't think I can do it. You, you do it. And I was like, I, I could do it. And then I tried to, and I was like, no, this is all, like you said, I love the word sacred. This is sacred mm-hmm. information. It it's is not sacred. for, it's just it's not for, for our consumption. Not for our consumption. It's just for the person who wrote it to know that they wrote it. Yes. And to yes. recognize that it's in the fuck it bucket or the gratitude jar. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do with that at some point, but it will honor the, the sacredness yes. of what these, of uh, what these pieces yeah. of paper all say. Yeah. And what surprised me is the magnitude Mm. of them mm-hmm. like there's so many fuck it things <laughs> and there's so many gratitude things right and Kaylee the other day shared this great article what was it called I'm gonna open my paper the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson I've shared it in the community page before because this article I keep, I come back to it maybe every year or so I just I love this article it's a great article but he's basically saying like be really careful like what you give a fuck about yes because if you give too many fucks about too many things you're going to be a grumpy angry person yes so you got to be really careful about how many you're fucks weighing you give. a lot of weight on fuck yes the fuck it fuck it things yes and you're doing too much weight on that mm-hmm. and not enough weight again we're out of balance yes if we're just always all fuck that Fuck you, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Well, and it, I think that it it does um, keep us in a state of not being able to feel the gratitude as easily um, when we're stuck in the fuck it. Oh, yeah. He has a great quote. I wrote it down. He's like, <laughs> reserve your fucks for only the most fuckworthy of situations. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so true. It is true because, you know... I'm, I'm sure you guys are the same, but I'll, I'll be like, I can't find my purse. Fuck it. Fuck the purse. I, I feel yeah. my whole body escalate. We've talked about this many times. And I'm like, really, in the big picture, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm, my purse is somewhere. I know I saw it earlier in the day. It's not right. like I left it on the driveway right. somewhere. But it's interesting how we waste all our fuckets on a lot of menial, trivial stuff. Yes. So I feel like whenever I'm doing, whenever things are just right. And when things are happening the way that they're supposed to be, I get so many signs from the universe that think that, yes, okay, this is the right path. This is the right path. This is the right path. So just this morning, um, I love my Wednesday mornings now. So Rob takes the big girls. Piper's not even two, but she's now a big girl. girl. I know. (laughs) Poor thing. She got forced to to grow up. Um, So he takes the big girls to school. I'm at home with Frankie. So like, for example, this morning I like cleaned up the house and I took my chicken carcass and I boiled it into a stock. And then I used the stock to make like this lentil soup that I love this morning. And I had, you know, I had time to respond to some emails and to just feel the peace and calm of my home. And my baby was just actually super happy this morning. And I decided to turn on a podcast. And so I love Oprah's soul session, soul sessions, soul, soul, soul sessions, Uh-oh. super soul conversations, super soul conversations. So I don't know. Why did I call it soul sessions? I know. It sounded good. Well, obviously it wasn't right. It couldn't even come out of my mouth. Yeah. Super, they probably took it. Super soul conversations. And so I just, I picked one that looked interesting. I didn't really think it had that much to do with what we wanted to talk about this morning, but it, it was a conversation with, um, thick knock Han. Tick, tick, knock. Hey, thick. How are you doing? Tick knock 
Han. Hey, Mr. Thick. Oh, that's Robin Thick. He did that song. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You guys know what I'm talking yes, about, we right? Do. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, anyways. I'm listening to him. He's a Buddhist monk, like obviously well recognized around the world for being one of the greatest spiritual leaders of our time. Shut up. (laughs) Turn away. Turn your head from me, woman. Uh, And he was, so I'm listening to this podcast. I'm listening to it as I'm like packing up the kid. I had to go to the bank. So I had to go to the bank and make a big deposit. Um, not a big deposit. I say big deposit because there were a lot, a lot of ones in it. So it was this like <laughs> thick stack. And as I'm putting it into the machine, listening to Robin Thick talk about <laughs> being Zen and like, you know, all of that, um, I'm getting super frustrated because the machine can't, can't take it. It's so I basically broke much. the machine oh, and I had to pull the envelope back out and then I had to like back up in the line at the bank and then pull into a regular person's lane. And I was giving a fuck. And I got kind of grumpy about it for a moment, but Mm -hmm. I had him, you know, talking to me and then I was thinking about our podcast and and, and thinking about all this stuff and I'm like, this is exactly it. This is what I'm not supposed to be giving a fuck about. I'm just not, it's just really not worth it. But for me, where I get conflicted is uh Okay, so as I'm listening to this, like, Buddhist Zen monk talk about, you know, compassion and meditation and how we don't want to be, you know, um, how we how we don't want to be affected by these little things, Oprah, literally, you guys, in that moment, as I'm, like, pulling this envelope full of ones out of the machine that then I break and it says it cannot accept my deposit, she said to him, she said, is there is there a purpose for anger? And I thought, oh, my oh, God. what a great You guys, question. it was like, you cannot plan this like this was gonna be our podcast I was literally getting angry as I'm in the line trying to you know get my deposit just I just needed to make the deposit and go and I couldn't and and in that moment boom Oprah says is is there a purpose for anger and you know what his answer was which I think is really interesting and I want to talk about this he said anger is the energy that people use in order to act Yes. So for me, I thought, well, yes, I do believe that that is sometimes the purpose of my anger. And of course he was like, no, anger keeps us blah, 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 blah. But I am not, I am not a Buddhist monk and I am not even one one hundredth as enlightened as this man is. And so me as my just um, imperfect human being, Mm -hmm. I experience anger and I, I just really resonated with what he, what he described the purpose of anger mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when I, sometimes when I'm doing my spiritual work, sometimes I think, well, what, is, okay, so let's say I am calm. I'm just going to say it. Let's say I am calm as fuck all the time and I don't let the little things bother me and I'm in this zened out, blissed out state. Kind of like me. Kind of like you. Yeah. You are my mm-hmm. role model. Yeah. Then, okay, so is that the purpose of my life? Like what, what I mean, is, is that it? Is that, is that, is that like the end goal? Right. Like, is that what? the purpose of my life is right so then sometimes I'm like well how much actually motivation would I have to do anything yes motivation would I have to act would I not be getting upset about things that that then drive my empathetic part to then you know uh stay connected to the the world problems or to act in service you know and so actually I use anger 
as a tool to kind of blah, rev me up to act. Yes. It's exactly what he said. It's exactly what he said. But the problem is we use it too much. We use it too much on the little stuff. Yes. That then I was probably too grumpy to the bank attendant who then actually had to help me. Yeah, good Because point. the machine was broken. I'm like, the machine's broken. And she's right. like, well, you're going to need to fill this slip out now. And I'm like, ah, if the machine wasn't broken, I could have just put the envelope in and, and driven drove, away. Driven away. Driven away. Driven away. I could have driven away. Driven away. I could have driven away. <laughs> and I could have been at work a little bit sooner. Far and away. She and then drove we wouldn't be away. recording this podcast five minutes late. No. You know, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. blah. Right, and exactly. so then it kind of then it kind of tar- triggered me with the article that you sent me. Will you explain that article a little bit? Article on oh, that is a great article. You guys might have heard it. NPR just did a, a little uh, piece about it on the radio, and it's called "Anger Can Be Contagious." Yes, and it was on Morning Edition. If you're interested, I think like February 25th, but you can look it up on NPR. Um, and they were saying. In the, I read the article. I didn't hear it, but some people heard it. They're saying your emotions influence others. Right. And if you start to become happier in your life, let's say, just randomly, a friend who is living close by has a 25% chance of also feeling happier. Could you get your act together so I can be happier, please? <laughs> I'm sticking you I was so just thinking about grumpy. It's a terrible winter and Christmas is awful. Um, yeah, right. And I thought that is so fascinating how so they you they did this study at Yale University, Nicholas Christakis, and they studied five thousand people in a town for thirty-two years. Whoa. Thirty-two years. And as one person became happy or sad, it rippled through the town. That's so crazy. Um, so they call it emotional contagion. Mm-hmm. And emotional contagion spreads through digital interactions too. Yeah. So oh, yeah. You can totally send, feel so that. not only just speaking face to face, but also uh, texting, mm-hmm. as we know, mm-hmm. emails, mm-hmm. and social media. Yeah. So it's it's you, you have to realize that. And what happens, so listen to this, a partner senses an emotion, and in general, we tend to mirror it. Uh-huh. We don't mean to do that. I'm sure that's something um, evolutionary. It would be like, you know, we'd all be in the cave, and you'd be like, uh, tiger outside. And we'd be like, tiger outside, tiger outside. And we all get kind of revved up. Yeah. Or it'd be like, snowstorm, turn the fires on. Or it could be just something like, what a beautiful day, and we're just going to collect berries. How lucky. What a beautiful day. We're going to collect berries. We're so lucky. Right. And it comes from group, I'm sure, communal living. We live in groups. And we're yeah. we're social creatures. Yeah, and just human interaction. So we have to be so aware, not only of ourselves, mm-hmm. is if we're all giving, getting angry about these menial things, mm-hmm. then we're kind of teaching our children to do that as well. And we're also showing, like if you came in here and I've done that before, either of us, Uh one of us might come in and be kind of worked up, worked up. The other person tends to also start to get Get worked worked up, up, Mm -hmm. even though you may not have felt worked up at all that day prior to seeing me. Totally. So anyway, it's it's one of those things that I think we have to be very, very aware of. And I think, yes, I, I agree. And I think, so for me, um, where, I think like the main points for this are don't give a fuck about the things that are not give a that aren't fuckworthy. Fuckworthy. <laughs> that aren't fuckworthy. That's a great That's article. a big one. And then also I think that sometimes my um I do think though that my anger can serve 
for, for something good. So that's where I feel conflicted internally is that I know that me getting really angry about things has, uh, has been kind of the spark that I've needed to then go forth and do good things. Yes. And I don't think anyone's saying don't be angry. Well, I think he might, I think, uh, our friend Robin Thicke. Tick Tick not ton. I, I think he said anger is the energy that people use to act. Well, he's saying people who aren't fully enlightened. Oh, well, he doesn't know. Well, he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa. That sorry, is so sorry, loud. Sorry, everyone. Like, <laughs> yeah, just pull your head back when you're going to laugh like that. <laughs> That's better. He does not know. No, he does know. No. What he's saying is, is, well, don't get grumpy about him now. I think what, I think he has a really good point. People are, people like me are using that anger to to act. And I think most of the time he's referencing in ways that aren't good. Mm. But you know? what about the good ways? Well, and so that's where that's where my that's where I kind of have differing thoughts about this. Um yes, I believe I use it to act. I don't think he's wrong about that. But when I like you guys know that I'm really interested in the chakras and the elements and all of that. And for me, sometimes fire it feels like uh, if fire, fire, like the emotion anger to me, that relates to the element fire mm-hmm. for me. Sometimes it's that drive. It's that motivation. I feel this anger inside because I'm not an enlightened human being who has found, you know, peace and bliss through mm-hmm. meditation years and years, of years work. and years of, of work and meditation. Mm-hmm. Like I still am a person who has a lot, a lot of feelings and emotions about things. And so I sometimes like my anger when it can drive good or when it makes me feel like, okay, yes. Like, you know, again, most of you know, cause we talked about it on the podcast a lot, all of the stuff that was happening with separated families at the border, all of that, that made me really, really, really pissed off. It made me really pissed off. And because of that, I think that I had some actions that followed that then were empathetic, that they weren't my anx- my actions weren't angry, but it was my anger that then sparked actions that were empathetic. Mm-hmm. Yes. That were generous. I donated thousands of dollars. I, you know, I, I feel like I talked about it openly. I hopefully was able to spread awareness spread in, 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 in ways, you know, I felt like I could do a tiny, tiny, tiny little thing from my anger. Yes. That actually hopefully served the greater good. Right. So I don't think that anger needs to completely go away, but yes, I think I need to be very careful about, um, not, not letting the little things bother me. And, and how, I think that's the work of, I think that's the work of being a human. Oh yeah. And how we spread it. Mm-hmm. You know, how we spread it. That's the like thing. I thought you said a great thing where you're like, you're angry at the freaking machine because your wad of ones was too big. Right. And though the machine broke and then you said, and then I, unfortunately I may have taken it out on the teller. So it's like, that's when we, we need, we can have anger, but we don't have to, we need to be aware of that spreading of the anger. Exactly. I, I totally agree with that. And exactly. I use anger too, in the same way as a, as a fiery tool, but I also do spread it sometimes as people around me, uh, uh, well, I indicate normal. So can I tell a really funny story? But isn't it helpful though? I was just thinking this, like it is helpful when you have people around me and they're like, 
you seem angry. Or, oh, uh-huh. and then I, because almost sometimes when you're caught up in it, I'm, I'm not really aware. I'm kind of more, I'm in the action part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to do something. Yes, yes. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. You seem very worked up about this. And I realized it, that is super helpful to have that feedback. So I, they're not letting me spread it on them, basically. Well, when we were in um, Vegas years ago. Years ago. Remember when you were so grumpy about the pizza? <sighs> I forgot about that. (laughs) So it was like day three Mm -mm. or something. And it was like our last night there. And we were just like all hungry. We hadn't eaten. And so we were all kind of like, should we eat here? Should we eat there? Where do we want to go? It was taking forever. No one could make a decision. And you know that Bernice, when her blood sugar gets off, she gets heinous to be around anyways. But then you were just kind of grumpy. Like you were just kind of. I was tired. I think. I think, yeah, you were just done. And like you could, she was just sitting in her anger. And she's like, no, I just want one slice of pizza. And just like, so we like got our pizza and we went and sat down and I looked at you and I'm like, oh, and you were just, you weren't engaging. You were just like on your phone. You're just like looking down on your phone. And I I said something like, what did I say to you? It was funny. I'm like, oh, are we boring you or something? Oh, you did. You said, oh, are we boring you? Because I just like kind of wanted to call you out on your anger. And what did I say? Um, I can't remember. I think I said, yes, you are. Yes, you are. But then I think what that did is it like diffused it a little bit. It, it was did. kind of like you don't get to just sit there in your anger because I'm going to be like, "Why are you grumpy, dude?" Well, and I'm, then I'm controlling the whole situation. Oh with yeah, my mood with your mood. Yeah, then the mood changed. Yeah, at the group because obviously there's somebody who won't even engage, won't look up, staring at their phone, won't eat. No, I only want one piece. When you were starving, I'm like, "You need more pizza than that." You're like, "No, I don't." <laughs> And you're just sitting there all grumpy. But yeah, it's like sometimes it's nice when someone can just be like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, what's up? Why are you Why are you grumpy? Yeah, because you, you don't angry? even realize. Why, yeah. I know I'm angry, but I don't realize I'm I'm spreading it. Yes. So effectively. Like yes. everyone's like, uh-oh. Yeah. You know. So wait, I want to tell a really funny story that happened yesterday about, again, this whole situation, which is just fascinating to me. And I, I love it when you guys out there say, you have no idea how timely these podcasts are. Like when you all are feeling things going on in your personal lives that just are completely in sync with what we're talking about. And I think that just, I mean, we, we are, we're collective beings. We're part of a collective energy system. And I think it's fascinating. We're like aspen trees. Yeah, we are like aspen trees. I love that. So anyways, after Ula won yesterday, uh, one of the women who was there, she was like, so I work with one of your ex-boyfriends to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, who? And we, you know, she said to who, and we were talking about, and I was like, oh, he was such a great, like, first boyfriend, such a great, like first person to be in love with, just like such a sweet person. She's like, yeah. And he's really funny too. I'm like, yeah, he's totally funny. And we were like, you know, saying all these nice things. And then someone laughed and they're like, yeah, but Rob's funny and sweet too. And we we're just like joking. And someone was like, no one came before Rob. And I'm like, yeah, nobody came before Rob or, you know, just, we were, we were laughing like, cause we had just been praising my ex-boyfriend, but then we're like, no, 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 no. Rob, Rob's like, Rob's, yeah, Rob's, Rob? Rob's my person, you know? Right. So then Rob, like, so we're, you know, getting ready to leave the front office. So then Rob comes in with Frankie to do the handoff and he was so grumpy. Like he wouldn't even look at me. He basically 
puts the um, the car seat in my hand and it turned around and walked away oh, oh. after we had just been like praising my ex-boyfriend and then being like, no, but Rob's wonderful. Of course he's the one I should have married. <laughs> he's the one you picked. Thank this. goodness. Oh, oh. It was so funny. And it was like in front of people. And so that just kind of made me feel embarrassed to be like, yeah. why are you being such a dick? Yeah. Especially like, after we were just At my place of work. You. Yeah. And of course he didn't know that part. So I get on the phone and I call him. I'm like, dude, I don't know why you're so grumpy. And the thing is, Frankie won't take a bottle. So imagine spending two hours while I was teaching and like, you know, I'll zend out with Ula one feeling so great and having a wonderful conversation after, you know, it was just, I, I was, I was obviously in this really, really sweet space feeling so good. And he's dealing with a, you know, a baby who, who will not take a bottle. That is incredibly stressful to have a baby screaming for that long. Yeah. Like she won't be satisfied. So can you imagine how he felt inside and he just, he hadn't been able to work. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. He hadn't gotten to any of his stuff yet. So obviously, but what I did is he came in the door and I felt this, like, I felt this like energy and this intensity. So what do I do? It's exactly what that article says. Mm -hmm. I matched him. So I picked up the phone and I was basically like, I know that it's hard to have a screaming baby. And I'm sorry about that, but maybe you should get on Google and figure out how to make her take a bottle. And I'm like, and by the way, don't punish me for, for this. This is not my fault. And then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then we were like texting back and forth a little bit. And he's like, you know what, Kaylee? He's like, maybe what, maybe when I walked in, maybe what you should have asked was, are you okay? Oh, rather than just like, yelling at me basically for me being frustrated with the situation. And I was like, that is so true. Yeah. I'm sorry. But he came in with that energy and I matched it. It's exactly what that article says. Yeah. That you mirror it. And what he needed me to do, what he needed me to do was just say, Hey, are you okay? I can imagine that that was a stressful situation. Such a good point. That is such a good point. Another thing that our, um, our wise, uh, Tik Naktan said, uh, he said in, in the same podcast, which is so fitting, um, he said, like, when you're in partnership, which, I mean, he's a monk, he's not in partnership, but it's great advice for those of us who Maybe are in partnership, partnership with other monks. At the monk, at the monastery? I don't think they're allowed to do that. I mean, not partnership, <laughs> but I mean... <laughs> Ooh, get the, your laugh was super big, too, right there. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Look, I moved way back. You did move back. But he said, um, he, he gave like three mantras that were really good within a partnership. And the first one is just to say, darling, I am here for you. He said, presence is the greatest gift you can give to anyone present or darling. I'm here for you. Another one was like, um, another one was when your partner is like, is like struggling with something, um, just to say, darling, I know you're suffering and I'm here for you. Oh. And I just thought that was so good. And I should have approached that differently. Yeah. But I didn't. And now I'm thinking about it and reflecting and, you know. And learning from it. Hopefully you all, you know, and uh, I posted in the community, like, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night thinking, like, why the hell do I tell all of my worst parenting moments, my worst partner moments? Like, what is the point? Why am I, why are we turning the microphone on and telling all the ways that we fuck up? I know, because we're really quite good. But then I was like, well, hopefully it's, hopefully it serves. Hopefully it's, yes, you know. And, and it's the same thing of, you know, we all share, it's like social media. You all share the good stuff. I mean, most of us do. I was just right. thinking that today. I was getting so mad about like, I'm so sick of seeing everyone so happy in their bathing suits on the beach somewhere, you know, like I don't know. I got, I was feeling angry about it. 
And I thought, how is that helpful to all of us? Like, I feel like, why do I want to, you know, it doesn't even want, I don't want to engage with that person. They don't feel real to me. Oh, sure. And I think when we do this work and we share our stories, so we show the the woman, you know, kind of disheveled in the parking lot <laughs> trying to get to the beach, you know, or whatever, <laughs> or it's hot and she's sweating and right. her suit doesn't fit right. And, right. you know, we, it's just like, I want us to be right. real so we can learn from each other. Right. And I, we need both. Of course, we need the beautiful photos on the beach. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, can we just post, because I was looking at Instagram, can we just post like me, you know, with my hair, a muck in the windstorm and no gloves on trying to shovel the fucking driveway? I agree. <laughs> and you know what I think is also funny is I've seen like, um, I've seen a lot like I, okay, so I, I, I'm off Instagram. I haven't been on Instagram in a while, but what I was seeing a lot of recently was, um, they'd be like, uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram reel and then real life. And then, so it'd show like a beautiful shot of Instagram and then oh, it'd show them yeah. still, but like this Instagram sh- shot and I'm like, that's bullshit. bullshit because you still planned that you still picked it. You wanted to make it look funny. I'm like, no, the real life is like the real life is the stuff you don't even post, man. No. That stuff is that. I think the, that's like, our revolution. We're going to post that stuff. And that's what we share on this podcast. That's I think that's share. us being like, you know what? Yeah, this is stuff that I'm not proud of, but this is what I'm learning from it. This is where I'm trying to figure it out. And hopefully you guys feel less alone when you fuck up too with your families and your you partners. Know, partners and your friendships and your work. And, and hopefully our fuck ups can help you guys, A, feel like you're not the only one fucking this up. I just kind of feel like we have so... Much freedom with saying fuck on this podcast because, because we started already, with it's the like, bucket bucket. We broke this deal, so now it's just the yeah. Plug it won't happen open. every. We'll not do, we won't do this again, but not it kind of feels good right now. Bucket, bucket, but I hope bucket. that you guys feel like okay, well, it's okay that we fuck up, but are we learning from it? Are we learning from it? You know, and that's I hope I hope what 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 us sharing some of this not so beautiful stuff can do. Yeah, and we're and you're not alone. We're not alone. There, we're all fucking up. At home and on the road. But are we trying? I'm trying. I'm we're trying. trying. That's the thing. I think that's why we have this podcast. It's because we're trying. And how beautiful is that? I'm trying really hard to be the person that I want to become. I just have to share. This is going to be a total big segue to the song Shallow. Oh, let's talk about that. Because <laughs> Kaylee did this most awesome thing yesterday where she has a new Ula One um, playlist um, and I did it yesterday for the first time. I haven't been able to do it because I broke my rib, but it's totally fine now. You guys heard about that in Twin Cities. Twin Cities. It's so. a broken rib. It is a broken rib. She's hardcore. She was like, yeah, I'll teach. I'm fine. I can teach. She can't even lay down. Yeah, I'll teach. <laughs> so I haven't, I couldn't lay down to do a class because it was, the rib is on the back. So it would be rolling on the rib, but now it's been like four weeks. And so the rib is feeling way better. So she did this most amazing class, and in the class, Shallow is in one of the songs, in the movements. But she blows us away by doing it as the Shavasana song. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, ballsy. I know, I was like, can I do this? That this was allowed? so ballsy. It was the perfect time to do it. And the reason, one of the reasons for me it was the perfect time, because we just watched a video about... Um, how Lady Gaga and her partners, her music partners, mm-hmm. made the song. Mm-hmm. And how it was just this amazing, they all got together um, in a, sound like a house for yeah, days. I think, yeah. And they all shared like a bunch of deep 
kind of messy. They shared their pain. They shared their pain. Mm-hmm. And then you tell when they were doing the interview, it's on YouTube, by the way, they're all kind of touching each other. And like, we've, you know, we shared this and this is how we got to this mm-hmm. song. And I think that's what we're doing in this podcast and what you guys are doing in your lives. Because I, I had to write down the thing she wrote. That one thing is um, you want to be, oh, well, I didn't write down the quote, the diving into the deep. Oh, I have it on my right. phone. Yes, good. Because you put it, you 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 pulled that quote out and posted it somewhere and it then I shared totally it. totally struck me. Um, dive off and swim into the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean. I love that too. I mean, cause she, you think the song is just about this love affair, kind of the shallow getting out of the shallows into the deep, but it's, she, they were saying how much, how much bigger it was than that, than just this particular love affair that they're. Well, and she also said, she's like, I mean, look around, you guys literally all have your phones out. Yes. And I love that because that's shallow living. That living through our screen and communicating and getting angry at one another or, you know, whatever's happening through our phones, it's it's a more shallow existence than what we're capable of. And I think that they were basically saying, like, I, I don't want I don't want to live shallowly. I want to live the depth. I want to live this big, full, deep and at oftentimes dark life and dive in dive like in. dive in that's like let's go there let's go there aren't you tired of trying to fill that void i love that line oh, and when I we do that when we do that part of the part of the song i just i Game have this one yeah we go from our hands at our heart and then we just open up and we hold like with our arms up looking up like what isn't there more like isn't there more than just the shallow existence like let's go let's dive into it and when you dive in you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna fuck up you're gonna fail you're not gonna do it right it's dark it's deep it's scary but that is that that's life Oh my gosh, I just found also, you guys, everything lines up when you're on the right That's track. What I have, look. <laughs> no way. I just <laughs> I sent her this quote I yesterday. Love this quote. I just randomly found it. It's an Ernest Hemingway quote, and he said, You read it, you have a better voice. So he said, Try to learn to breathe deeply, really to taste food when you eat, and when you sleep, really to sleep. Try as much as possible to be wholly alive with all your might. And when you laugh, laugh like hell. And when you get angry, get good and angry. Try to be alive. You'll be dead soon enough. Oh, so good. Oh, and that's exactly what she's saying is like, because if you say to someone, me as a swimmer and a surfer, when you say go into the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Oh, for sure. There's some scary stuff down in there yes. for sure. But you know, when you're out there sometimes in the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean and you're surfing, you're like, I am so connected mm. to this, this place and mm-hmm. this earth to everything. Cause you feel like you're just a minuscule teeny part on this deepest, darkest ocean. And you're, you're thankful. It's almost like awesome. all the fuckets I give every day mm-hmm. don't fucking matter. Yes. Because right now in this moment, I'm just part of this place. And I'm not a surfer, but that's how I feel when I, and I don't do, I hardly ever do this, but when I look up at the stars at night and when I just realize that all the little things that I'm giving a fuck about, they don't matter. Yeah. I'm robbing myself of my own joy. Yes. Yeah. 
And I don't want to do that anymore. No, life's too short. Like you said, you'll be dead soon enough. You will. And I don't know. Like, I feel like I've had a few things happen recently that are, are, are helping. I think my, um, my, uh, my phone use has decreased so much. And like I said, I took basically everything off. It works as like a phone and text and email and internet basically at this point. And I feel that that has made me so much more present. I think now that Frankie is almost three months old, like I think we've hit this turning point. Um, I feel like things are starting to, to feel like I, I'm, I'm able to stay more present and not feel anger as often. Like for me, that's kind of a go-to emotion when I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I go to anger Mm -hmm. when I feel like I cannot possibly control everything or not even, yeah, I mean, that's the word. Like I'm trying to control things and I can't, it feels out of control. My go-to is anger. And I feel like I'm going there less and less. I think many factors are involved, but then it just, it's a reminder. This is how I want to feel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the anger. I don't want every I don't, time. I don't want to go there every time. Now, yes, when I'm angry, I want to get good and fucking angry. And then I want to do something about my anger. I want, and that's what I always say when I'm teaching Ula one, like use this fire that you feel use this fire like what is it your fuel for what is your action after this anger activate the anger feel it but now what are you going to go and do with that anger don't let it be in vain don't just get angry to get angry and let it fester inside of you and then fester to the people that you and communicate with as yeah a contagion yeah don't go make it fester in the bank teller like, yeah you know what are you going to go and do with that anger and, and 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 hopefully it's it's of use yes let it be of service yes may i be of service may my anger be of service let it be of service and save that anger too for the big stuff i think that's what that fuck it thing is about for sure i was like realize if you have that ignition of anger, is it, is this valid? Is this amount of anger valid for this situation? I love that question. I love that question. Just stop and ask. Just stop and ask. Is it worth it right now? Yes. Is it worth it? Is this this worth ruining my joy in this moment? Is it worth it? Yeah. That's a good question. Sometimes it will be. Sometimes it is. Absolutely. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it won't though. Uh Uh-huh. So more often than not for me, it won't. Yes. Me, moi aussi. As we say. (laughs) Moi aussi. Un un croissant. Ah, S'il vous plaît. Un croissant, merci. (laughs) Chocolat. Ah, oui. Ah, oui. Et un verre de vin. A green. No, it's not a a glass of wine. Oh. De vin. Yeah. De vin. Yeah, de vin. Un verre de vin, s'il vous plaît. Ah ouais. Vin rouge. Vin rouge. <laughs> ouais. Ou, ou blanc. Non, rouge. Ou rosé. Pour moi, ah, pour moi, ah. rouge. For you French speakers, enjoy. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> good job, you guys. <laughs> you can get drunk. That's great. <laughs> Here's another photo of us drinking in France. <laughs> Having a wonderful time. Oh my As I gosh. yell at the... Major D. <laughs> I want a better state. Take a photo, Kaylee. Look how happy Don't I am. Look happy we're in France together, having the best time. <laughs> yes, let's live this life let's honestly as as honestly as we can and as deeply as we can. Yes, yes, I love that. Yeah, good, good talk. Good talk. Thank you for listening. Have a great fucking day, you guys. <laughs> Make it fuck worthy, okay? <laughs> Bye. Bye.